0: Support for today's show comes from Prep Dish, a healthy subscription based meal planning service. Guys, how would you like to not think about planning your meals anymore? Here's what I want to propose to you. You need to let Prep Dish do the planning for you. Sign up and you'll receive an email with a grocery list, prep ahead instructions so that all of your meals are ready for the week. They take out all the guesswork. Right now, Allison, the founder of Prep Dish, is offering you a month long trial for just $4. That's right, friends. You get to try it out for only a dollar a week. Go to PrepDish.com slash happy hour to get your first month of PrepDish for only $4. Friends, you are listening to episode number 187, and my guest today is Courtney Wetzel. Courtney is the youngest guest that we've ever had on the show. So all of you college and high school girls that I hear you asking for younger guests, here she is. In fact, just last week, I met a listener at an event in Charlotte, and I am thinking of you as I share the show with you today. You know, sometimes millennials can get a bad rap but not Courtney, you guys. She's doing things, and I love her passion for life and ministry. Courtney grew up with parents who, in her words, were a little bit different. It was great hearing from her about how feeling different growing up has shaped her world now. Hearing her reflect on her parents then and now was encouraging to me as a daughter and as a mama. Also, you're going to hear about how women have poured themselves into her life and how it has helped shaped her into the woman that she is today. I'm a big fan of women cheering each other on and empowering other women to do all the things that God has called them to be. Listen close, you guys, and ask God to show you who you can call and cheer on today. Listen what she says about that here.
1: It's hard because I think in any realm that you are in, there's this need to outrun each other. Right? There's this need to have this er factor of I am better or pretty er or more creative er. That's not even a word. But I don't know. I just think, oh, we just run at this pace and we're just trying to keep up with each other. And then we go on and talk about how your hustle
0: does not equal your worth. And hold on, ladies, because we all need to hear this conversation. You're gonna love her passion for life and for women. In this show, you're going to hear her mention her friend, Wynn a few times. Wynn actually introduced her to the happy hour and has been her mentor for the past couple of years. Wyn was actually a guest on the happy hour as well. Go all the way back to episode number four and you're going to find my conversation with Wynn. Okay, ladies, you may or may not know, but our happy hour live event is right around the corner. And we would actually really, I'm not just saying this, we would love to see you there. These events that we do twice a year are the best girls' night that you can ever imagine. There's great food, great drinks, photo booth, goodie bag, lots of fun ladies. You can come alone. Lots of people come alone, and you're going to meet a lot of new friends, I promise. You can bring your whole clan with you to get a girls' night out. Make it a mother-daughter trip, a sister trip, whatever you want to do. Just bring your ladies and come to the happy hour live. There's also a conversation on stage between fabulous ladies that you're going to want to be a part of. We never record these conversations to play them to the public ear because they really are real and authentic and vulnerable. It's really, it's the ultimate happy hour, friends. So Friday night, May 4th, our guests are Kat Harris. She was on episode number 177, if you want to go back and listen to that. And Lisa Whittle on episode number 161. And then on Saturday night, May 5th, we have Latoria Wilson from episode number 154. And Sophie Hudson has been on three times, but her most recent episode is number 146. You guys, if you want more information about this, we'll put some information in the show notes or go to jamieivy.com slash events. All right, friends, here is my conversation with Courtney. Courtney, welcome to the happy hour. Hi, it's so good to be here. I'm glad you're here. And I told you this before, but I'll say it again. I am pretty confident that you're the youngest person I've ever had on the show.
1: That's unreal. It's such an honor. It really, really is. Well,
0: I'm glad that you're here and you are a senior at Texas A&M. Yeah. Go ahead and do it. Whoop! Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Um, they brainwash y'all down there and they mm. make it to where anytime you hear AM or Aggie, you just go into a whoop.
1: You know, it just kind of happens. <laughs> it just happens. It I just love happens. you, Aggies.
0: Um, so you're 22, senior at Texas A&M, doing big things, having life transition. And we have a mutual friend. Yes. Wynn Elder. Yes. Who I think that you might have emailed me and said, hey, I have a story I want to share. And you said you knew when. And so I immediately texted when and said, is Courtney normal? <laughs> and she's, you can ask her. I did. <laughs> Unless she told you that already. Oh, she did. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is this girl Courtney normal? And she wants to be on the show. And I really like what she's talking about here. And Wen's like, you'll love her. She's normal. Yes. And so I took that as a win for the happy hour. Oh, um, but I'm so glad you were here. Yes. So when our mutual friend, if you are a new listener to the show, I mean, we're like way in the. 180s possibly by now. When was actually my guest on number four?
1: Oh wow. The fourth episode
0: <gasps> of the happy hour.
1: Unreal. Which is crazy.
0: And everyone always asks, like, how did you find guests when you first started? And I was like, You know what I did? I asked my friends. I said, mm-hmm. Hey. You're a friend. You're awesome. Please come on my show. Yes, um, and they did. And then she came back for episode number eighty-seven. We did a we did an entire series, not series. It was one show with four moms from mm. different. They had different stories, and so yeah. she came out and talked about infertility and adoption. Mm. And she's just fabulous. So she is. We love Wynne over here, and oh, I'm glad yes. she connected us. Win Elder. Yes. So <gasps> okay, senior Texas A&M. Mm. But what I know about you and what we talked about a couple of minutes ago is that when you grew up in your house, Mm -hmm. you grew up feeling differently about your parents then than you do now. Take me back to growing up and what that was like.
1: I think as a kid, we all are just hyper aware. We think everyone um, thinks something of us or that they're thinking about us or we really care about other people's opinions. And I think as we get older, we still do. And I'm still battling that. But as a kid... I think we see other kids and their families and we have this ideal of this like picture perfect family and we see it on TV shows. And so I think we just are constantly surrounded by that. And I think in my head, I wanted this cookie cutter family. And so on the outside, looking in, my parents were a little bit different. And so my mom grew up with a speech impediment and then my dad has chronic back pain. And so he's walked with the cane. Um, since I can remember. And so I think it was just so hard for me because I just thought that I was different. And I was just kind of a little embarrassed, I think. And I grew up with my mom like telling me, okay, if people ask, like, just say that God made me this way. Mm. And I remember that. And I remember her telling me that the very first time. I remember I was at dance class and she was with me. And um, I guess some girls were asking. And like as a kid, I... I just thought that they were normal. But I think as I kept getting older, I was realizing, okay, maybe not. And so I think I just got embarrassed. And so I just trying, trying to walk to the beat of my own drum and just kind of take care of myself and do my own deal. And then I think as I went to college, I realized these two are incredible.
0: So when you're a child, you know, I'm mama with four kids. Mm -hmm. And so when you're talking, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what is it it may not be a speech impediment or chronic mm-hmm. back pain, but I, I will think when you're saying that, man, what is it that my kids kind of look around and think, man, I wish my parents were, you know, different. This is kind of funny, but, and I want to get back to your story, but last night I was talking to my son Deacon and I'm like chronically late. It's just in mm-hmm. my son Deacon like wants to be 35 minutes early to everything. Mm -hmm. And I said, I was joking. I said, Deeks, um, you know, I know I'm sorry that I was late to whatever today. And he's like, I was like jokingly. I said, oh my gosh, you wish you had different parents. He said, no, I like my parents, but y'all could work on this. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) okay, I'll take it. But I do feel as though Mm -hmm. we can grow up and look around. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I find it very interesting that your mom had that conversation with you. Did your Mm -hmm. mom sense that you maybe thought you're a little different than other moms, and I might be a little bit embarrassed about this, or was she just so in tune that she thought i'm going to
1: prepare her for what I know is going to happen, and that is kids are going to ask questions I think she is an incredible like an incredibly intuitive woman, um and I think she has such a gift in that and so I think she was just preparing me of if this happens or when this happens, and maybe she kind of sensed it from other mm-hmm. kids um as I was getting involved in dance and soccer and just getting around all these kids all the time, I think she just wanted to give me an answer to say to other people. So I don't know. It's just so interesting because I think so much as I grow up, I kind of push that to the side. I'm like, okay, I kind of, I like walked through that and I'm done and it's great. And I've acknowledged it, I reflected. Now I'm refocusing. Great. Let's go. Um, but I think sometimes we do need to kind of think back to it and be like, okay, has that affected me? Or um I don't know. So it's just interesting I think as I'm, you know, graduating and going on to a really new stage of life that's completely unknown, um I do need to sit back a little bit and reflect on the last 22 years of my life and just see little things of what are what are the roots of things and mm. what's going on and more of just Okay, how are my parents? And I just, I don't know, I'm just thankful, thankful, thankful for college and I'm thankful for space Mm -hmm. because I think space allows for just a deep gratitude to just cultivate. Mm. And so when I look back at my parents, I think to even in high school and I think just growing up, you're so inwardly focused. And I think we are just like running and going and trying to be this person and. Stay with this Mm. pace of people that we just completely lose Mm. what's right in front of us. And I think my parents were right in front of me the whole entire time, and they were, and they're incredible, and they um, have so many gifts and talents that I think when you're right in the middle of it, you don't see what they're doing right, you only see what they're doing wrong. Mm. And that's with anyone. I think that's in a relationship, that's with friendships, that's um, with professors. Mm. And so I think. With my parents, I realized of, okay, my dad might not be good at this, but he has a gift of this. Mm. And so just speaking truth and not letting the enemy, let me be so, I don't know, hard on them Mm -hmm. and even hard on myself. And so I think it's been fun recently of, okay, my dad is really good at being slow. Mm -hmm. And that sounds so silly, but in this kind of generation where we're just like bebopping around- He is Uh slow and that is a gift. And that's something that I've learned about him, honestly, recently of just the idea of lingering. Mm -hmm. I think I get that from him. We don't linger long enough. Yeah. Yeah. So So did your parents sense this kind of like,
0: oh my gosh, I wish that my parents were different mentality from you in high school? And have you had conversations about how much you are thankful for them um, in recent days?
1: Yes. So I think... Here or there, there are multiple times, I think, where I've looked back and I remember that my parents and I, I think my mom and I just, I like sought out advice from a lot of other people. And I think that kind of hurt my mom of, well, you don't care about my Mm -hmm. opinion or am I even a good mom to you? Or just like hard things where I look back, I'm like, oh my goodness, I am so sorry that I put you through that. Like, I am not, that was not kind at all. And so I think there were conversations where I think out of insecurity and hurt on my mom's end, she would say something probably what I deserve because I wasn't treating her very well, just in my actions. And I wasn't very thoughtful. Um, My dad was very, a very quiet man. And I don't think he really, even, I'm sure he thought it, but I don't, he never said it out loud. My mom was Mm -hmm. more so that way, but actually this is funny. It wasn't until Sunday That as in a few days ago, yes. Which I've acknowledged that, Uh and maybe I like told other people that I'm like very thankful for them. But I think Sunday was a really big day for me. It's when I had to make my decision for a job, and I call them, and I like I said earlier, I really sought out a lot of advice from other people. I had a ton of different mentors in my life, a lot of older people in my life that I just got advice from and wisdom from. And last week I had about a week to make a decision for a job. And um, I did seek out some advice from other people and some mentors that are like parents to me. And I did not talk to my parents until Sunday. And I don't think it was because I was like trying not to get their opinion, but I think I was trying to figure out my own thoughts so I could make sense to them. And so maybe it was because I gave them some time and I was like, okay, Sunday, we're going to have a FaceTime conversation and we're going to talk about this. And so maybe I gave them time to think about it um but oh that conversation i was i went through the whole story in about 30 minutes of just the trajectory of my thoughts and then we get there and my dad was just speaking truth and just speaking so much wisdom and was like courtney this is what i believe is true and i just wept mm-hmm. i was just crying and just praising the lord like god thank you this you're doing a work in their life mm-hmm um and i see it and these people are incredible and i told them i said you guys i trust mm-hmm. you and you all have wisdom yeah. and you guys are my best friends and i care a lot about you mm. and my mom i could tell
0: you she, was she really loved
1: that yes. yeah she's like and she said thank yeah. you
0: Ah, that gives me hope that one day my kids are going to be like, mom, you Mm. actually do know what you're talking about. Um, I having children look back at my parents and think, golly, they were awesome. They were Mm. awesome. And I just probably didn't obviously didn't notice it because you're in the midst of your own selfness. Like we're selfish in high school and that's just who we are. Um, But I understand that for sure. For sure. And, you know, I, I say often, Courtney, and this applies to you as well people will talk with me about adoption stuff. And, you know, we have three kids through adoption and adoption is beautiful. It is, it is so beautiful. And God just adores it and loves it. It is also really, really, really hard when you are bringing kids into your home who've been through trauma. It's just hard. And so a lot of times I will tell people, you know, the thing is, we believe that God is sovereign and we believe that God put families together. And so God was not forgetting about you, Courtney, Mm -hmm. when he decided who your parents were going to be. And he knew that because of your parents' struggles, Mm
1: -hmm. he was
0: actually going to use that to bring you closer to him. Mm -hmm. And so so we can look around in our families and even the hard stuff and be super thankful because God has not forgotten us in the midst Mm -hmm. of it. And it's really cool to hear you talk about that. Mm. And I know, I'm going to sound very motherly here, but I know that your parents will be very proud of you (laughs) when Mm. they hear that. All right, guys, I've got a special segment that I want to talk to you about real quick because here's what I know is happening all around the country is that we are starting to think about getting our homes looking great for spring. The weather gets warmer. We open our windows. We kind of clean out all of those boxes that we don't know what they're doing on the top of our closet. I want to tell you about something that's going to be quite useful for you in your spring cleaning, and that is going to be your Mr. Clean Magic Eraser. So you probably already know that Mr. Clean Magic Erasers are great on marks and scuffs on the walls, but they're also great at cleaning tough messes all around your house, including places where those wipes and sprays that we have, they're just not going to cut it. So we've used Mr. Clean Magic Eraser for years on our scuffs on the walls because That's what children do is they mark on the walls. But right now I've got my husband, Aaron, here and Aaron loves to cook. You guys know that. So we said, hey, let's get in the kitchen and let's clean up together. So I gave Aaron the Mr. Clean Magic Eraser and I was like, hey, let's go to town. And here's what happened.
1: Hey, hey. Yes. So of course, the dirtiest part in our entire house is you got it, the stovetop and the oven. So we got the Mr. Clean Magic Eraser in the kitchen and it was great at getting rid of all those nasty splatters all over the stovetop. On the countertop in the oven burnt stains on the stove top and those mystery spills even in the refrigerator it was awesome
0: so we don't have a microwave at the ivy house but here's what i do know is i have friends that have a microwave and they have also used mr clean magic eraser and it is phenomenal in your microwave so let me tell you how easy it is you guys all you have to do is wet the sponge under the tap give it a little squeeze and it is ready to erase Here's something else that we really love about Mr. Clean Magic Erasers is that they clean with water alone. So you don't have to worry about harsh fumes or scents. And now new Magic Erasers are made with dura So they last even longer to keep your whole house clean. So you guys, we know this. When the seasons are changing, we want to clean from top to bottom in our houses. We want our homes looking great. And we want a quick and easy way. And you can do that with the Magic Erasers. There's a great list of all the hero stains and messes that you can erase with Magic Eraser at mrclean.com slash the happy hour. Again, go to mrclean.com slash the happy hour to find out all the ways that Mr. Clean Magic Eraser can help you get your house ready for spring. Okay, so you talk about transition. You're a senior in college and believe it or not, I have a lot of young college listeners, which... Makes my heart super happy because it makes me feel young because I'm about to turn 40. And so I like to hang with the college girls (laughs) on the happy hour. Um, But this is a big life change and you are dealing with a big transition, but there are lots of people going through transition. Mm. Oh my word. I mean, transition seems like all the time people are trying to figure out where they're going to sit in their kids' school, who they're going to marry, what job they're going to take. And so what's next
1: for you? Yes. So... I, from the very beginning, always wanted to be a storyteller. And so that was like what I wanted to do. And you just kind of have this idea and you're like, great, this is what I'm going to do. And so I think when the notion of college, like college ending was on the horizon, I was like, great. Okay. Everything else was unknown before, but now I can control what's ahead. And so I really um, thought that I knew what I wanted. And I had two choices. One was to be um, to work with this nonprofit called Photolanthropy. And they are storytellers. And they do documentaries. And they're incredible. They do big documentaries and little short stories. And I'm their intern this semester, which is so fun. Um, and I was like, great. After I graduate, that trajectory looks so great. I'm just going to stay in Dallas or go back home to Dallas. And do that and be a storyteller. And that just makes sense. But then I got offered this opportunity with Kai Omega um, to be a national consultant. And that looks like going around to different chapters and doing annual visits, doing recruitment visits and um, just getting to travel around and meet so many different women. And so going into that opportunity, to be completely honest with Kai Omega, I applied and I was like, OK, Wonderful. I'm just going to apply. And then it was getting closer. I got invited to go to Memphis two weeks ago for my interview. And I just was going in to be obedient. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to go. But I don't want the job because I'm going to be a storyteller in Dallas because that's comfortable and that makes sense. And that goes towards the trajectory that I want. And so I get to Memphis and do a presentation and do a case study and loved it. Got really confused and, well, I guess backtrack a little bit. I get into the Uber and I leave Memphis, headed to the airport, and I get a phone call. It wasn't even 45 minutes. I get a phone call that they wanted to hire me. And I'm just like, okay, wonderful. So I take about a week to sit with the Lord, sit on my hands and my knees, um, and just shift through all of those thoughts and went back and forth through all of it. Decided on Monday morning, so I'm going to be a national consultant. That's amazing, and I just am thinking
0: about all the fun you're going to have traveling around the country, <laughs> but if someone is listening doesn't know what Chi Omega is, tell us what it is Yes, yes,
1: yes. So Chi Omega is a sorority, a national sorority, and they are just an organization that cultivates women from the outside looking in. Honestly, that's what I see. They're all over... The United is it a Christian States? sorority or just no okay. it's not it's Greek affiliated okay. um one of the largest national sororities if not the largest one of them uh-huh. um and Chi-O is
0: what you call right yeah it, that's yep. the ling-o- I'm going back to
1: my I'm remembering oh, these yes. things yes 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 and so Every chapter is different, but at A M, and um, they are incredible women that love the Lord. Well, you already are getting down the marketing. You're like, we cultivate women. <laughs> I, see, that's why they
0: hired you because you can say it. Uh, um, what does it look like for you cultivating women? I mean, not as a job because I know you're transitioning and this is your new role, which is amazing because you get to travel around the country and that sounds like perfect time for you to do this and a great job you're going to have the time of your life so congratulations thank you but cultivating women is a passion of mine as well what does that look like for you besides yeah. your job like what does that look like
1: yes so about 2 years ago i got to work at a floral design company in dallas called stems of dallas and i got to work with three three or four incredible women um and growing up it was kind of hard because i had this passion in me of creativity and not a lot of people really understood it. And so when I got to Stims of Dallas, I had women just empowering me and they were like, okay, Courtney, you have something special in you and I want you to see it. And so as I started getting comfortable with that, I was like, okay, wow, wonderful. They see something in me and I have this passion and this talent, so let me do it. So I started you know, doing it more consistently in, in college and I was like, great, wonderful started seeing other women who kind of had this passion, but didn't really know what to do with it. And so I just would sit down with them and I did it with Carrington where I'm like, okay, you have this special talent. What are we going to do with it? When did it for me? She said, great. You want to write a blog? Let's do it. What are you waiting for? Or, oh, you want to create this uh, conference? what are you doing? Let's do it. You
0: know, this is so cool because I think sometimes people just need to meet someone that's going to look at them and say, okay, you want to do this? Let's do it. Yes. How do we do this? Yes. To cheer each other on Mm -hmm. empowering
1: women. Yes. Okay. So keep going because I love this so much. Yes. I, and also it's hard because I think in, in any realm that you are in, there's this need to outrun each other right there's this need to have this er factor of i am better or pretty er or more creative er that's not even can make a word on a half, yeah, i do it all the time more creative yes, er yes. there we are Go with it. um but i don't know i just think oh we just run at this pace and we're just trying to keep up with each other and um one of my roommates audrey she and i are similar but we have different gifts but i think some of my gifts i I want some of her gifts and she wants maybe For some sure, of mine. Uh-huh. And so I just remember one day I just felt really bitter because she was getting all these opportunities. And I was like, oh, what do I, what am I doing? That I just had to say out loud to her, Audrey, I'm feeling this way about this, um, but I don't want to, so I vow to celebrate you and I vowed to be on your team And I think just saying that out loud helps. And so that's what I want to do with women is cultivate them and just say, I'm on your team. That's kind of been my phrase of I'm on your team. I'm on your team. I'm on your team.
0: And to cultivate women we have to cheer women on. And that's Mm -hmm. what you're talking about. And this is so valuable for all women of all ages to hear because the minute that we stop cheering for other women, the minute that we cannot empower women and we cannot cultivate their giftings because we're so concerned about why they have this and we don't have this. Mm -hmm. And so I think that when we as women cheer loud for other women, it's when we actually can find our giftings even better because we're proud of them. Like yeah. we're sincerely proud that that is your gifting mm-hmm. and you don't have it. And we're going to run in our lane and we're going to do our yes. thing. Um, because here's the deal too. So if let's just use a blog, for example,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I know you have a blog and a lot of times people will think, well, if I just had, if I just had more readers, mm-hmm. if I just had as many readers as she had, then I could do something great mm-hmm. or then God would use me. And the thing is, When we do that is we're looking at the people that are in front of us, the people that are reading our blog, and we're actually saying to them, you don't matter. Mm. You're not enough. Mm. I know that God has put you in front of me for me to use my giftings for you, but I actually wish I had these people over Mm. here. And, you know, and so I think that we get so consumed with like, if I had this, if I had that, if I had that, that then God's like saying, Hey, Jamie, Courtney, look at the people in front of you. They're like waiting for Mm. you to encourage them. And you're waiting for there to be more people. And so I love that, that you were encouraged by those women and it spurred you on to encourage. And also thanks for sharing that story about your roommate. Yeah. Because that's vulnerable to say out loud. Yeah. And to even come.
1: Now, how did she respond? She is incredibly gracious. Mm -hmm. And she was like, Courtney, thank you. Yes. And I feel this way. And I can see that. So when this, when these thoughts come, you have the freedom to tell me. And I have the freedom to tell you. So saying it out loud, Mm -hmm. because
0: we have to fight these things. If this is going to be a struggle and this is going to be a battle for women, then we have to fight them because if we're not fighting, if we don't acknowledge it, then it will just fester and eat us away. Mm -hmm. And so how did it help your heart? And did it happen again? about with your roommate,
1: Audrey? I think it's a battle. It Mm -hmm. is. And so I think there was so much freedom of me just saying it out loud because I'm so much a person mm-hmm. who thinks in the head and I just think and I feel and I just let it sit up here. And that's not good. That's where Satan will just take it yes. and run with it. He kills, steals and destroys mm-hmm. always. And so um, it does. It does keep happening. But the Lord... He did something in that. And each time it got a little easier of just when Audrey would come to me, be like, I just got this wedding. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm actually happy. Mm -hmm. I'm actually excited. And even too, like we, she's, so she's a photographer and we get to use our gifts of she's a photographer and I'm a storyteller. And so we have this big dream that we will do a wedding together and I will be a storyteller at a wedding. I don't think that's a thing. Maybe it is. Make it, girl. Yes. And so with her photography, I want to write the smallest of details from the wedding of whoever the bride and groom is and just capture those random words that they say that they will never remember. And so things like that of telling her out loud of like, this is what I want, but this is how I'm feeling. You don't know what's going to come from that. So
0: I am just picturing a beautiful wedding album that someone gets and Audrey's pictures are on one side mm-hmm. and your words on the other side.
1: Yeah. That would be precious. Yes. That's, that's what that we want. That sounds beautiful. Yeah. So you just don't know what's going to come from those vulnerable conversations. And you know, there's two sides to that story that
0: we have to remember is one that you were vulnerable mm. and that's what some people are going to have to do you know, like today or they're going to have to be vulnerable with a friend or with a spouse or with a child. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's the flip side of that. And that Mm -hmm. is what Audrey had to do. And you said she was gracious. Yeah. And I think that's important for us to remember because pride can also be Mm. on that side as well. And so it could have gone where you came to her and Audrey's like, you know what? I knew you were jealous of me. We're not friends anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't even tell you anything because I don't even know what you're going to think. And what we have to remember is that confession, that vulnerability, you were just bringing a friend into what God was already doing in your life. Yes. So Audrey's not your savior. She's not your Holy Spirit. No. She can't change your heart, but she can be your community and she can be a part of it. And so yes. we have this fear as well as if I tell her how she going to react. And that's very valid. Yes. You didn't, no one knows how they're going to react, no. but the obedience is in the telling mm. and the obedience on Audrey's part was in the grace. You know, and so there's two sides to that. And it's beautiful when it works out. But what people know is even if it doesn't go as beautiful as it did did go for you and Audrey, you were still obedient. Yeah. And what God was asking you to do so that it didn't fester in your head and your heart. Wonderful. Yeah. 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 All right, guys, I know you're loving my conversation with Courtney, but I want to take a time to thank our sponsors. First up, I want to thank Juice Beauty. Have you read the labels on the back of your skincare and makeup lately? I know that I am new to this game and I have just started to care about these things. But I want to be honest, most people don't. But Juice Beauty wants to change that. You know your skin can absorb up to 60% of what you put on it. So what goes on your skin can be as important as what goes in your body. Made with certified organic ingredients, Juice Beauty promises to always formulate without parabens, without silicones, petroleum, or other potentially harmful ingredients. Their formulas use naturally derived ingredients to provide clinically validated results that are just as good, if not better, you guys, than conventional beauty products. Juice Beauty's Phyto Pigments Ultra Natural Mascara, for example, uses pigments from purple carrots, argan and rose to provide a rich, deep color to define and lengthen lashes. Meanwhile, the Stem Cellular Exfoliating Peel Spray uses a proprietary blend of plant-derived ingredients that provide instant peel gratification while unveiling glowing skin. And lastly, one of their other products that they've told me about that I love is the Juice Beauty Phytopigments Illuminating Primer. It evens the skin tone while hydrating and providing plumping moisture to skin. You guys go to juicebeauty.com/happyhour for exclusive savings on your first order when you use the code Hour 20 at checkout. All right, friends, I also want to thank another one of the sponsors for the happy hour today, and that is WINK. All right. W-I-N-C. It's not winking with your eye, but it's something you're going to love. Okay. So here's the task for you. I want you to go into the store and I want you to pick out a wine that you love, but here's the kicker. It needs to be one that you haven't had before because I can pick out wine that I love that I've had, but it's a little daunting and scary to find wine that you've never had and you know you want to love it. So this is why I want to tell you about Wink. It's W-I-N-C. Wink makes it easy to discover great wine by shipping wines that are personalized just for you right to your door. It's the best day of your month, you guys, and all of the wines start at just $13 a bottle. So here's how they do it. You're going to go online and you're going to take their palette profile quiz and they're going to ask you questions like, how do you take your coffee? For me i like it black maybe a little almond milk and then they're going to ask how do you feel about blueberries my answer is yeah sometimes then wink is going to send you wines that are curated to your taste the more wines that you rate the more personalized your monthly selections are each month there are new delicious wines like the insanely popular summer water rose you guys this is my summer water rose weather here in austin it is beautiful Here's some of the best parts about Wink, you guys. There's no membership fees. You can skip any month and cancel at any time. Shipping is always covered, and if you don't like a bottle, they're going to replace it with one that you're going to love. So here's what you need to do. To discover great wine today that is just specifically for you, go to trywink.com slash happy hour. You're going to get $20 off your first shipment. That's T-R-Y-W-I-N-C dot slash happy hour for $20 off. Trywink.com slash happy hour. All right, guys, here is some more of my conversation with Courtney. Um, Okay, you have a thing where you just love looking for unexpected joy. Yes. Tell me about that because I think in 2018, we need Mm -hmm. to open our eyes and see this unexpected joy. So tell us what you mean by that.
1: Yes. So I have a little story with that. Love stories. It makes sense. But it was my junior year of high school. I went to the most public high school that you could possibly go to. And I had this um, English professor or not professor, this English teacher. Her name is Mrs. Peebles and w- most wonderful woman. And for a warm-up, she gave us a little composition notebook. So we would have to write down three dimes a day. And so these unexpected joys, she called them dimes because they are unexpected joys in your day. And so it allowed us to look at life a little bit different see life in a little bit different of a way. And so now, and that was through a season, Jamie, that was so hard for me. And that was a season that I lost one of my good friends in a car accident Mm. and she knew the boys. And I remember sitting at the funeral. I knew exactly where I was sitting and she was two rows back. Mrs. Peebles. Yes. Mm -hmm. And she was right there. And I remember we were getting out um, of the funeral and I go to her in tears. And I was like, "Miss Peebles, how do you find a dime at a time like this? And she looked at me and said, you don't have to. And so I just, from that moment on, I do dimes and I do more than three dimes a day. And these dimes can be the most simple ones of, I saw a bluebird on my ride to the store, little things like that, or Uh, My roommates had the candle going when I walked into the house, like just these little things that you just wouldn't expect. And so in my journal that I love so much, I write dimes and that helps me remember my day. So when I go back and I read, I know vividly exactly what that moment was. And it just, it reminds me of that uh, Bing Crosby song from White Christmas, Count Your Blessings. Mm-hmm. I love that song so much. And, um, and so that's what it is. And it's so special. Okay, so I
0: love this about just finding gratitude at everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's important. And I'm already trying to figure out how I can do this with my family at night or on the dinner table because it's beautiful. And I love so much that a teacher invested in you and started this at an early age. Now, you mentioned that season that it was hard when you yes. lost your friends in a car accident. What does it look like on hard days for you to find joy? Like, how do you, how do you muster that up?
1: Mm. That's when the Lord really wants you to see the little things. And I think that's when he, and you have to, I think you have to. And it's there because dimes are there. And I think that's where you see the Lord speaking to you when it's really cloudy and when it's really foggy. Because I can even look back to the day of the funeral and see dimes of just little giggle moments of being all together at the reception after the uh, um, burial and all coming back together or it being rainy, like that's a dime. Like that means growth. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Rain symbolizes growth for me. And so even in the moment, you might not see it, but I think really having that discipline at the end of every day of today was hard, but I will fight to find what was good.
0: Uh, We were just in Atlanta recently and we went to Passion City Church and Louis was uh, preaching Mm -hmm. and the sermon was amazing. I'll link to it. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about now. But he did say this. He was talking about something and he said, even if there's nothing there, you having the gift of the Holy Spirit inside of Mm -hmm. you is enough for today. Yes. And it makes me think about that when you're talking about this, because I've had times in my life where I think. There's nothing good about what's happening right now. And I think it is a discipline for us to look around and say, there is actually, because God is never not at work, Mm. you know? And so what can I look at and see that God's actually still here and he hasn't left me. Mm. And whether that for some people is that they love hummingbirds and a hummingbird showed up Mm -hmm. at their doorstep. And we can't discount the fact that God is in all of these things, that he loves his children so much. But then at the end of the day, it could be like, you know what? The only joy I can find today is that God has not left me and I have and he's given me the Holy Spirit. Yes. And that is a dime. A dime, Jamie. It's a dime. I think it's like a quarter, but
1: it's a good one. It's a good one.
0: Um, I love that. And it feels like that, that when we talked about your family earlier, Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. even feels like to me, like this is all one big theme in your life because you're looking back and seeing, wow, look at all these things that were actually blessings that Mm -hmm. I never knew about. Mm Mm-hmm. It's good. Yes. It's really good. Okay. So empowering women. You're going to get to do that a lot over the next year um, with your new job, but you started a conference. Yes. Which let me just say. If anyone is listening and they think that millennials don't do anything, Courtney's here to just like shatter the stereotype, right?
1: <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> You're here to do it for
0: all everyone that might think that. But you started a conference and starting a conference is no small feat. Would you mm-hmm. call it a conference? Am yes, I right here? Okay, it's a so conference. it's no small measure um, and you just did it, which I love so, so, so very much because... So many times people are like, man, I have this idea, or I was mm. even with someone this morning and they're like, I think I want to write a book. And I'm like, okay, what do we, what are you, what are we waiting mm. on? You know, because in this day and age, sometimes you can't just sit around and wait for someone to come right. out and do something. Right. You got to do it. And there's that line, which, you know, we got to hustle and work, but tell me about the conference that you started.
1: Yes. So College Station is a really great place, um, but it's a place where I feel like there's not a ton of community and the creative wor- world. I think everyone is creative independently. So I know all of these incredible friends of mine that have little nuggets of talents, but they're doing it all alone. Um, And so it was about a year and a half ago that I had this D.I. I remember I was sitting um, in my dining room and in, in College Station and I was talking to some girl that came over and I was just thinking out loud with her of, what if we have a conference? because Waco is so creative and Austin is so creative and Dallas is so creative, but College Station, it's creative. There's so many creative people, but they're all just kind of hidden a little bit. And I'm all about giving someone a platform to grow. And so we kind of talked about it and she was like, okay, cool. And, you know, didn't think much about it. And then, um, about a week before I went back to school for recruitment, Um, I went on a Sabbath and I went to Colorado, got away for a week. And that's when I just sat down and I planned it all out. I planned it in my head and I came back and called Carrington. I said, all right, Carrington, what are we going to do? Like, these are my ideas. Let's do it. And so she said, okay. And so we just started thinking of all these things and I created a team and this all happened during recruitment. I remember... Um, there's some time where you just gotta sit around and wait for the next um event to start. And so I cultivated this team and and I said, Okay, hey, you will do the marketing and you will do finance and you have a talent of this and let's let's do it and let's build it. And so we did and we like put a date down and I called Wynn and it wasn't until a little a little bit before, like maybe a month or two before, I was like, Do you wanna speak? And she said, Yes, because what I wanted were I wanted like women who was on my team from the very beginning who cultivated me to come cultivate my friends mm-hmm. and my people. And so I got three incredible, credible women. Um Anna Rayner. um she was my boss at STEMs of Dallas and I work closely with her and she has such a gift of just like floral design and um is just so passionate and so tenderhearted. And then I had Win Elder come, um, because she is just such a person who is just rallies behind you and she said, You have an idea, great. This is how you can do it. And then um I had my friend Emily Landers come on and she we flew her out from Malibu. So just all these things, the Lord had favor for gather and grow. And I had this term. I always come up with these little snippets of um words and phrases. And I had gather and grow for a long time. I think we wanted it for like a Bible study that we were gonna do with my friends, and it never really worked. But um, I was like, gather and grow. That that's it. That's the conference um, name. I love it. Like, let's do it. And so, um, gather and grow is the name. And you know, we flew Emily in from Malibu. I'm like, how did that happen? And just like one thing after the next, and found a venue in College Station, and. Had some of my friends be vendors so they could sell their stuff and it was just such a beautiful, beautiful night um it was just one night, so it's a conference, but it's a one night yeah, conference for sure. uh-huh. and um it was, and I love the fall, and it was the very last weekend of October, and so it was right when it was getting crisp and cool, and that just like makes my heart sing yeah. and it was so surreal a couple of things number one yes. I love that you gathered your friends and said let's do this together
0: yeah because teamwork makes the dream work guys yeah okay? write that down too <laughs> we're gonna come up with all kinds of sayings here the battles and the fight <laughs> gather and grow no but seriously <sighs> you looked around and you said hey I have this vision I have this dream and I can't do it by myself no. but here's what you're gifted at and yes. here's what you're gifted at and that is just the best and so you know the funny thing about conferences is There are a million conferences that you can go to these days, right? But what women really want is they want to feel special Mm -hmm. and they want to feel valued. And they also want to be inputted in. And it sounds like that you guys Mm. did that for them as well. What's up in
1: 2018? My hope is to have Gather and Grow spring of 2018. Um, That is my hope. Um, I'm hoping that that will be it. I think... In this hustle mantra that we're all in, it's so easy to just put ourselves. of, okay, well, we have to do it again. And may- maybe not, maybe not in the spring, but it will happen. I'm not sure when, but it's happening. And I'd rather not push it, um, but instead be prayerful about it and really cultivate it and really think about what we want. Because i that's my goal is to empower, equip, and encourage women. And that was our mission statement for Gather and Grow. I love it. Yeah. Is it only for college kids? Kids. No. Sorry, y'all. Yeah, we're kids. I are everybody kids. Like, I love is it. it all, is it only for college ladies? Not necessarily. It was, that's kind of what we were geared towards. Mm-hmm. But
0: nothing wrong with that, though. Honestly, mm-hmm. I promise. Don't let anyone yes. tell you that you have to do it. Whatever. You figure out what your mission yes. is and run with it. And
1: that's kind of what we're doing. We're mm-hmm. just figuring out. Right now, it might just be college um, and my hope is to take it to other colleges and other towns. And um, since Emily was from Malibu, she had some friends that she well, kind yeah, of. Yeah, that sounds like a
0: great place to have it. Oh
1: yeah. She conversed with some girls from Pepperdine. They're like, uh, can we have yeah? it? And so uh-huh. she's like, Courtney, you should think about uh-huh. it. Like, okay. Take this show on the road. Oh yeah. So we don't know, but I'm excited. Well, you're going to meet a
0: lot of people this year. that That could actually be a reality more than you know. Yeah. For sure. You know, One thing is you're talking about like this hustle and stay in your lane. Mm -hmm. You mentioned to me about one thing that God's been showing you is that your hustle does not equal your worth.
1: Mm
0: -mm. Um, And I think that's a hard thing for um, women to understand because there is a lot of hustle and there's nothing wrong with hustle at all. Mm -mm. Hustle gets stuff done. You know, it does. But I think that you're right when you say, but it doesn't determine your value. Have you learned that the hard way or has that been easy?
1: Hard way. That's what I thought you were going to say. If anyone says they learned it the easy way, they're lying. Okay. (laughs) Yes, it was definitely the hard way. I am so hard on myself. Uh And I realize that I like my day to be busy because at the end of the day, I want to have exhausted myself because that would mean that I deserve rest and if i did not have a hard day and if i did not have a day where i checked all the stuff off my list then it wasn't a good day and if it was a day where i just sat around it wasn't a good day and that is so hard because i'm so hard on myself and i just think we look around again we look around to the different lanes around us and see the different paces that are going on that we start to get concerned with the pace that we're going and we're like oh no we are not keeping up or oh, I'm going a little too fast. That's great. Wonderful. There's pride. And it's just like, you can never, never be in a good place. And so I just think I had this thing in me that just wanted to hustle. I'm addicted to it. And I that I think that's just kind of what I came to the term of, I'm addicted to hustle and I'm addicted to proving my worth. And, oh, look, I just wrote a blog and I did this and I did this, this, and this. And I think I might've heard this on your show or somewhere else, but people ask you, how are you? And we normally just say we're busy and it's like, oh, well, I'm busy too. Cause I did this, this, and this, and this. And it's like, oh my goodness, we do that. And I see it at a and I see it because we are a crew that. Just want to get stuff done and we want to do a million different things at once. And I see it in our sorority um, and Kyle at AM. There's just women who are go getters and we have big visions and we're creators and we're visionaries, hard workers, and we're intelligent, but we just wear ourselves out. So, where's the line?
0: Because what you're describing has very good qualities, right? You're, you have a blog, you do a conference, you're doing this. Do you know why you have those? Cause you work hard. Right. So where, cause, and there's nothing wrong with that, mm-hmm. but where's that line? Because what I think that you're saying is it's when you said at the end of the day, if I didn't do that, then I yeah. wasn't enough. Right. That's the problem. So in your life, so we know the line, the line is that right. we are not, our worth is not determined by our hustle, um, which is so great right. to hear. Freedom. So how do you fight that?
1: I- Because it's not like you're going to be like, oh, I'm going to hustle less. Or right. I'm not going to work hard at this. Because that's just what's in me. Yeah. I think it's reminding myself, where's my identity found in? Mm-hmm. It goes back to the simple truth of the gospel of my name is Courtney Wetzel and I'm a daughter of a king and I have nothing to prove. That's it. It's hard. because so I'm like, is that even enough? Uh, Wow. I have the audacity to say, is the Lord even enough? What? Like that's- that's ridiculous, but we all think it, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe not even think it, but our actions kind yeah. of say that. Yeah. And so it's a battle. I I'm sitting here and I'm already thinking, okay, what is the rest of my week need to look like? And, blah, 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 blah. and it's like, I've got to figure it out. I, I haven't figured it out. I don't know. I'm not sure, but I think it's as it's a little bit more simple than I'm trying to figure yeah. it out to be, but I think it's just the identity and letting that be enough. Mm-hmm
0: it's reminding yourself of what is true yes yeah and that these things are true yes is that you are a daughter that you are Mm. bought with a price that you are enough already um and that your work 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 doesn't give you value um i have a friend val who whenever a couple years ago when i started speaking and i would get just super nervous and she would say jamie when you get up there just remember you have nothing to prove and Mm. nothing to lose and I remember thinking, okay, I can do my best and I'm going to work really hard at this. And I'm going to give 110%, which actually that's dumb. I hear people say that 110%. Mm-hmm. There's actually no such thing, right? <laughs> I can give 100%. <laughs> so I would get on the stage and I'd be like, I'm going to mm-hmm. give 100%. But at the end of the day, I do have nothing to prove and nothing mm-hmm. to lose because I'm already enough for Jesus. And yes. so I think that you're right. It's the fight. It's the yes. battle.
1: And I think too, I have to slow my role, right? I have to slow it down. Um, And so this year I'm trying to create Sabbath and so trying to figure out what a Sabbath look like. And even in my everyday, I have quiet time with the Lord and I do this thing called soak time and it's just like worshiping and I put on soak time music and I just sit hands and knees and I have to, I have to slow it down and not fall into that temptation Mm -hmm. of just keep going. Yeah. Um, Annie Downs, she listened to her podcast? No. It's called
0: that sounds fun. And she oh. did, I think a whole series in January on rhythms and mm. she's big on Sabbath So check that out okay. uh, for you, Courtney, and anyone that's listening. Um, okay. Now I just, I, w- we, we could talk any all day. <laughs> um, and I know uh, you said you love to talk about it. Uh, what are your numbers? I am a two. Okay. I'm Would you two? know, I read somewhere that most Christian women test really high for a two. Yeah, because I tested and I don't understand it. I just know that when I took the test, it's my my two highest were tied at a six and a two. But then I read the book and I read about the two and I'm like, this is not me. I am not as nice as these people are making out (laughs) to sound like I am not this person. But that's what it it told me I was a six. I don't even actually know what it means yet. Y'all, but I read the book. I still don't know what it means. Okay.
1: Yes. I, that's kind of the thing right now. All mm-hmm. my friends were like, oh, what's your number? Like, yeah. what are you? What do uh-huh. you do? And, um, it's kind of to a fault of like, oh, that's such a two of you or, oh, that's so three. And you I would you seven. Yeah. 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 Yes. I'm like, oh, I cringe when I say that or I hear someone else say that. But I think it's good awareness of like, these are my tendencies. Mm-hmm. This is what kind of, um, motivates me. Um, but it's not me. Yeah. So, Going back to it all. I don't know. I know. You
0: know? I know. It's good. Well, Courtney, I just want to tell you, I love everything that you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it is so great to talk with you about all of these things. Um, but before we go, what three things are you loving and what are you reading?
1: Yes. So three things that I'm loving right now. One, I got this new wallet for Christmas. Um, I think it's fashionable or uh-huh. able. Uh-huh. I love it. Yes. It's like my
0: big girl And they wallet. get back. It's like, it's a great company. Yes. Yes.
1: yes. Learn from when it's all this like bear trade. Totally. Like, I just learned from uh-huh. her. She's great. Um, Other thing right now, I, um, Wren Collective just came out with a new album. Um, Who? Wren Collective. I don't know them. I'm so I'm sorry. I'm sure you might. I'm sure you might. My um, husband probably does. Probably so. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're incredible Christian Band and they came out with this one song called "Counting Your Blessings." Okay, and love it. Awesome, love the song. You should look that up. Um, and then one more that I'm loving. Um, it's my home. It really is, um, like your house or College Station or Dallas. So in College Station, okay, I live in this house called the Treehouse. Y'all so in, named it. Yes, so I it's love it. This thing in College to do where you name your houses, uh-huh. and so I live in this corner in this yellow house with this ginormous tree out front. And I just love it because that's such my thing. And it's such a two of me because I (laughs) love to cultivate like comfort and cultivate a home Uh and let people know that they're safe. And so, um, I love my home and I love my roommates and they're incredible. So those are kind of the things that I'm loving. And well, my next question about that with your new job, are you gonna have to move or do you get to yeah. Do you have to go to Memphis? So um, the good thing about this job is I get to live anywhere. Are you going to live in the treehouse? Well, no, I have to move out of the treehouse. Unfortunately, I know, I know. I just have to rip the Band-Aid off. But yep. I get to go home to and Dallas. live with my mom and dad. Awesome. Which is great. Um, and then um, I get to do some trainings in Memphis because that's where headquarters is for Kai Omega um, so fun adventures ahead with that. But unfortunately, I'm dreading moving out of the treehouse. It's been a sweet, sweet two years.
0: Well, don't worry because you'll like, you know, you'll grow up and you'll come back to games and you'll always drive by the treehouse. I guarantee it. That's yes. what will happen. Um, yes. okay.
1: Are you a reader? Yes. What are you reading or what have you read or what do you love? Yes. Whatever. So just finished your book. <gasps> Thank you. Yes. I read it in three days. You're so kind. Thank it you. It was such a great read. I loved it, loved it, loved it. Thank you. So. So proud of you. I'm also reading Captivating. Mm -hmm. Really good. Um, It's just good truth. Good, good truth about a woman and identity, right? And that's just where I am because I'm in this season where it's transitioning and it's unknown. And I just need to remember that truth. So, Mm -hmm. and I'm kind of, Win is funny because she reads a lot of books at once and I am kind of getting that way where I'm like, oh, all these books and let me just read them all. And so that's what I'm trying to just sit down and really read. Good. No. Good. Yes. yes.
0: Okay. I'm going to tell you what I'm reading. Yes. I want to know. Um, I just finished reading a book called no one ever asked by Katie Ganshurt. Now this was sent to me and it, I have never heard of this one before or anything about her. Um, and it is a fiction book. So it's like Christian fiction, which I also oh. am not a big fan of. Okay. Cause you can just turn it. I, I, everyone has their thing. It's not my thing. Um, But I devoured it. Wow. I loved it so much. Uh, And it's about three families and the lives, how they intersect. And it has a lot um, to do just about what we think about different people who may come from different backgrounds than us, different skin colors, different socioeconomics. Loved it. Um, And then I'm about to start reading Why I Hate Green Beans by Lindsay Ray. Have you heard of Lindsay
1: Ray? No. Okay. Lindsay
0: Ray has a podcast also called Why I Hate Green Beans. Love it. And so a lot of her podcasts, like I listened to, well, the last podcast I listened to, she was um, talking about Justin Timberlake's new album. So she went through the whole thing and talked about it. And so I like her and I met her last year. And so I'm going to dive into this. I think it's going to be funny. So So that's what I'm reading or about to read. I'm trying to read more this year.
1: Great goal. Um, Courtney. Thank
0: you. Where can
1: people find you? I am, I have a blog. So I have a website, CourtneyMarieWetzel.com, and then Instagram, Wetzel. That's me. Instagram is so fun, isn't it? It is. It's a double edged sword, but it's great.
0: totally is a double edged sword. Um, I love Instagram so much, and this is not brag well you know what i was gonna say this isn't bragging that it doesn't get to me very much but you know what i also i will unfollow people if i'm struggling and it's not their fault it's mine Mm. and i'll unfollow them not and i like them Yes, i just need a break Yes, because it's mine i have to work with my own heart you know because that's why you say it's a double-edged sword like we can look at people's lives and think well that stinks i wish i had what they had um and so for me i'm just like you know what maybe you should take a break for a little while Yeah. And then I'll come back and I'll ask God to work on my heart. And um, because it's not their issue, it's mine. Mm. That's for sure. So I love Instagram. Even if I have to take a break from people,
1: you have to. You have to.
0: I also have to take a break from I follow a company on there where you can order clothes. (laughs) What company? It's called Flaunt Boutique TX, I think. I'll correct that if it's not. I order, and then I'm like, Jamie, stop. This is gross. Consumerism. Unfollow. Unfollow. And then, like, three months later, I'm like, I'm coming back. (laughs) I need a new dress. Uh, So, you know, boundaries, people. Boundaries. Courtney, thank you. Spring is here. It is so here, and I love it so much. It also means spring cleaning. This year, I tried Mr. Clean Magic Eraser, and it worked like magic. It cleaned the tough stuff that my sprays and wipes just couldn't handle. Like, burnt on stains on my stovetop and that stubborn ring around my bathtub it was so easy to use you guys you just wet it squeeze it and it's ready to erase see what cleaning wonders it can do for your home by visiting mrclean.com slash the happy hour all right friends wasn't that a fun chat with Courtney I am so thankful that Wynn connected us and I am so glad that she was my first 22 year old yes I'm a big fan of hers and I'm excited about what God has next in her life I really do love young people. And you know what? I can call Courtney Young and all of you that are listening young because I'm about 32 days away from turning 40. But you know what? I am not afraid of 40. I am ready to rock 40. I'll tell you that much. Guys, today's show was edited by Chris with Pod Shaper, and the music was developed for the show by Matt Graham. I know I told you last week that Jackie Hill Perry was going to be my guest today and we just couldn't get our stuff together. And so actually when this show airs, I'm actually recording with Jackie today. And so it's going to be coming up soon. I can't tell you exactly who's going to be next week, but I can tell you this, that we have some amazing guests coming up. Laura Harrison is coming up on the show too. She and her husband co-founded Jonas Paul Eyewear. You're going to love that show that we did. Also, I interviewed Layla Palmer recently. Some of you may know her. just She's a huge Instagram following. An amazing story of God chasing her down within her marriage and her finding out that Jesus is a real person. I love the story. Also, you guys, in a couple of weeks, Christine Kane is coming on and I'm telling you when I interviewed her... It literally, it was like we were having church and I didn't hardly say anything because Christine just went to town. So guys, enjoy your week. Happy April. Share the show with a girlfriend and have a happy hour with a friend. I'll see you guys next week with whoever my guest is. It's going to be awesome, whoever it is.